It's a true neutral. True neutral. I'm Keenan. And I'm Derek. And I'm accompanied by a baby on my chest once again. It's obligatory baby PSA. We're getting good at remembering those at yeah. the top of the episode. Yeah, well, he is very active at the moment, so. Yeah, well, I mean, as they get bigger, that does happen. Yeah. <laughs> he also spent uh, a little too long in his car seat. Not like like hours and hours, but just like he was sleeping and I also needed a nap. Mm-hmm. So he hung out in his car seat a little long. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. But he is now out, and he got some air. We did a little bit of tummy time, and now he's on a harness, which probably isn't super great for his back after he's been sweaty all day, but I don't He'll know what else to do for this particular situation. And yeah. uh, if I leave him like in a in a thing, he gets all whiny and mad, and I can't just hold him this whole time, because yeah. this is not a couch. Yeah. <laughs> it is not a couch. This is a metal folding chair. Yes, it is indeed. Yeah. It's very different from a couch. Yeah, indeed. Uh, how's your week been? Uh, my week uh, has been good. Well, I guess our week has been very interesting. Uh, we've yeah. pl- done played two shows. Yes, yes, we did do that. We um, haven't played an, a show in over a year, and then we played two this week. Yeah, two in a week. Um the first one... What a week. Yeah. Oh, it was a bad Zoidberg. It was supposed to be Zoidberg. <laughs> uh, the first one was uh, fun. Unfortunately, neither of the other bands could make it. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's fine. I messaged... The one band canceled because of transportation, which is totally understandable. Like, things come up. The other band didn't respond to my message till the next day. At all. So, Yeah. Yeah, these things happen. Yeah. So we ended up just kind of playing an extended set for that one. Yep. Uh, it was it was going to be a free show anyway. We like we weren't the headliner, but because it was free anyway, we just we just played. We just played. Yeah. The bar even asked if we still wanted to be paid for that show, and I was like, oh, "No, guys, oh, that's like, so nice. You don't got to do that. No, like, this not is, at all. This is extended practice. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no." And because if they were going to pay us, that also means they have to put a 50-cent increase on the, the prices of the drinks to, to help counter the money they give out. And, right. and I'm the, like, there's no, no point in that. No, absolutely like, not. The, the, okay, so the way the where we play is um, set up is we've got the, the show side that's got, like, a karaoke stage is what it's usually used for. Mm-hmm. And then it's got, like, a bar and tables and a couple of pool tables and whatnot. And then there's doors that separate it from, like, a regular bar side. Yeah. So it's just a normal, normal regular bar over there. There's no singing. It's just, like, they got the jukebox going all night. Yep. Um, that side of the bar was pretty packed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I went through to go to the bathroom after our set, and wow. <laughs> it was, like, I had to wait for a stall. Because <laughs> the guy in the urinal was taking forever. Um, but... It was it was it was packed, but mm-hmm. the people on our side were like I don't know, eight maybe. I counted at one point and it was six, but eh, I'd say we averaged about eight throughout the set. Yeah, something about that. Yeah, um, um, disappointing at best. Yeah, no. I know. I and that is that is one of the things that we love. It's just playing to like a few people that actually really enjoy it. Like yeah. there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, there, and there's not because the yeah the people who did who were sticking around were watching, were paying attention, were really enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. Like, and we don't we don't ever half ass it. Like we we are. 
we'd go up there. We play the same energy live as we do even in practice, I yeah. think. Like, yeah, we just, we, I'm pretty sure we just give it our all every time we do anything with an instrument. I think we use music as a form of catharsis, is yes. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know that I do. Like, that's a, I mean, it's, it's the, like, it was the way I started playing guitar so I could make my words out to people. Yeah, like it, it, the guitar is a vessel for me. I yeah, I was the same for me as well. Once Inflatable Frankenstein broke up as a band, I I learned more to play guitar because I was I was still writing songs, and I was like, it's I'm not just gonna sit here and acapella songs. I'm not gonna William Shatner this <laughs> this shit. You know, like I need to learn how to play an instrument. Guitar is the obvious one. Looking at me. <laughs> They're so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man! Uh, but yeah. The, so, but know. contrasting that, the show at Hogan's, yeah, uh, the following Wednesday, which I just picked the drums up for, um, <laughs> fourth wall break. That's two days later. <laughs> My bad. Thank you, Hogan's. You yes. were you were fantastic. No, that was. Uh, it was a. A really fun show. I really liked the the bands that were there. Um, um, unfortunately, I had to like I had to be at work at four thirty in the, the next day because we got this show while I was still on paternity leave, so I didn't think about um, requesting the day off. Yeah, my fucking bad. I'll tell you what, because I was late the next day because mm-hmm. I just I got home at like ten thirty ish and uh, uh, just could not get to sleep because we just played a show yeah yeah and i also was broke so did had zero drinks i had one sip of your beer yeah yeah you did have one sip of my beer yeah. <laughs> um but no it was a, a lot of fun there was like quite a few people there for our set i think there might have been more people there for our set than by the end of the show but that's because the show didn't start till 10 on a wednesday on a wednesday and so I think the last band, Electric Sweats, was going on at like twelve, twelve ten. They were starting to play. Damn. I think the show ended right about one o'clock. Damn. Yeah, that's late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was four bands. Well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Well, you should have started like an hour or two earlier. Yeah. And uh, I'd have played at eight. <laughs> Eight o'clock on a Wednesday, that's a prime time slot. Yeah, yeah, that's when the dinner crowd's there. That's when we would have chased a bunch of people out, though. Is yeah. In contrast, starting at 10, a lot of people actually stayed, and, like, like I think we got more congratulations coming off the stage at the end of that set than we've gotten coming off the stage in quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. I, like, I straight up at one point said, wow, I'm just not used to this many compliments. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Like that was a that was a weird experience. So thank you everybody that was the Hogan show. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, and and big shout out to to uh, Struggle Club and Fishy Mushroom and the Electric Sweats who all played there with us. Uh, all three of those bands were a hell of a lot of fun. I stayed for the entire thing, and those oh, yeah. those guys kick ass. And, I'm so glad you were able to stay. Um, I believe. Uh, well. Uh, Fishy Mushroom's from Tacoma, and I believe that the Electric Sweats are from Olympia. And they said when they're done touring and stuff, if we ever want to go over there and play some shows, cool, just let them know. So, cool. yeah, well, uh, 
So yeah, shout out to all of those bands. Shout out to the Cellar and the Hogans and, and the Hogans yeah. and this coughing, burping baby. Well, and and hopefully the cellar can reopen here soon. Oh um, yeah, I heard about that. Somebody cherry bombed the toilet, right? Yeah, as far as I know, someone cherry bombed the men's restroom toilet last <laughs> night. Fucking and assholes! Broke a pipe, flooded the whole thing. It flooded the back, the karaoke room, and everything too. Yeah, that's so fucked up. Like, mm-hmm. why? I don't know. Apparently, there was someone there uh, that a friend of mine uh, said that they like thought it was probably them because they were the only person out wearing rain boots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's a pretty dead giveaway on yeah. a hot summer night. Yeah. On a hot summer night, would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Who even has cherry bombs anymore? I don't know. Where I think do you it's... even get cherry bombs anymore? And it's such a douchey thing to do. Like. Really? It's like M80s. It's like, I I know there's always people with cherry bombs and M80s. I'm like, where do you buy these? Because, like, most fireworks stands don't sell these anymore. Oh, I think what they do is they wait for fireworks stands to open, find the one that is carrying them, buy a bunch or all of them, and then just keep them at home until they want to use them. That's what I would do. That's fair, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a fan of fireworks and big booms, so I tend generally don't. Ah, I love a firework. My my partner also doesn't like fireworks, and I actually have grown to understand that there's a significant number of the population who it can actually be almost dangerous to have fireworks going off like that. And it's unfortunate that if we don't have like a like an area to do it in, as opposed to just everywhere for a couple of days. Well, in our city in particular, you're allowed to light them off in the streets on particular days. Yeah. Just across the river? That's that's not allowed. You can't even... Not within city limits at all. Yeah. But, but that's, that's a new thing. That's in the last couple of years that that happened. The yeah. The within city limits thing. hmm And, like, I personally am good with that. I think we should go and go to a firework place and do the fireworks. Yeah, like I, the big show that goes on, like, at the... Yeah. The... the the field or whatever every it's year. It's got a well-advertised time. You can be prepared for it if you live nearby. And, like, yeah, that that's cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I have really, like, come to empathize with the fact that people really get freaked out by those, really just don't like fireworks going off at all, period. Mm-hmm. And so it, it bumps me out as somebody who really enjoys them. Like, they're just fun for me. I don't. I don't want to scare anybody. I don't want to yeah. hurt anybody. So I would. I would much rather know I was having a good time without freaking people out. That's fair. So like, I don't mind going somewhere else to do a firework because mm-hmm. I want to watch it go boom. <laughs> I like it when they go boom. I like lighting the fuse. I like the way it burns down. I like the smell of the sulfur. I do like the smell of the sulfur, and there are some times where, like, if we're doing, like, certain things, like, for instance, me and my friends have made, like, little sparkler bombs and whatnot, and then gone to, like, a specific spot out somewhere to just, just go blow them up. Like, up we weren't gonna do anything crazy with them, we just, like, we've never made sparkler bombs before, let's make a couple and go blow them up to see yeah. how it is, you know? I would like to see the impact that had on a car, but I would, like, go to a junkyard. Yeah. Like, hey, junkyard owner guy and your mean dog 
who is stereotypical of the 50s, um, can I throw these bombs at your cars? <laughs> and he'd be like, nah. And I'd be like, here's 20 bucks. And he'd be like, aka. <laughs> I'd be like, sick, thanks, man. And I'd throw yeah. bombs at You'd cars. You'd have to make sure there was nothing, because, like, imagine if you actually had, like, a, a big sparkler bomb, and then, like, it, like, blew up, like, if there's gas in the tank or something like that, and just oh, added to, like... You need to make sure it's an old car that had no fluids in it or anything. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably. But still, it would be fun to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And wear something over your face, because if there's still windows on it, they're they're blowing out. Right, right. Well, I, I would be curious to see if you could get it to blow out, like, a windshield with just sparklers. That's kind of, like, oh. that was, like, my first thought. Sparkler bombs, yeah, you could. Easy. Yeah? Very cool. easily. That's neat. I just, now I want to see it happen. With a small one, probably, like, inch, inch and a half of diameter. I've got you a car, could, I could make a junk car. We, you you want to throw bombs at my old white car? We need to make sure all the gas and everything's <laughs> drained out of it, as I just said, because I will not have extra explosions going on. We like explosions. And we have to find like a big gravel pit or somewhere to take it. And then it's going to look like we're torching a car, but like... <laughs> I don't, it's your car, so like, I think that's okay. They might be mad... If we're doing it, there, but it's a public place. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I um, there's got to be somewhere. To... I know. I technically have property up in St. Mary's. We could probably do it somewhere up there. If um, you, yeah, yeah. But it would be in the woods, which might be more suspicious. No, but if it's your your own, if it's your car on your property, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter if it's in the woods or not. Then I think you're good. <laughs> I mean, not not saying we should do it in your driveway or anything. I don't think that's the same. I think they um, might get mad that we're blowing up a car in city limits. <laughs> I think if we throw a bomb in city limits, they're going to be like, hey, hey, why? Yeah, yeah, what? Stop. The fuck were you thinking? Don't do that, actually. <laughs> I think they might do a bit more than just say that to us. <laughs> I mean, I like to think I'd just get a warning. I mean, I'm throwing a bomb with a baby on my chest. You know I'm being safe. It's my car on my property. I'm allowed to do what I want. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. (laughs) I didn't hear no bell. Oh, fuck. Okay. um, Anyway, uh, week. You have any more week to Um, speak? Talk, speak, week? Any more week to speak? No. Talk, speak, week. I I don't think... So, no, no. I think I'm. I think that's it. Pretty sure. You? Uh, well, I had just been, you know, uh, back to work, which is making things go by really fast. Um, but I'm also just been really, um, just utterly depressed. Honestly, uh. No, nothing, nothing like caused that. Like there was no triggering factor for that. It just, you know, happens sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I know, baby, it's not your fault. You make me smile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a whole thing. Just trying to, just trying to get up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, just trying to stand up instead of sitting and looking at nothing or Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about most of the stuff I look at at Facebook, but at Facebook. 
<laughs> I don't give a shit about most of that shit, but I just keep scrolling and I just keep scrolling and I don't even react to stuff anymore. I just keep scrolling. And like I'm I'm a person who tends to use my react pretty um I don't frequently. Yeah. That's 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 a good synonym <laughs> for whatever word I lost. Um but yeah, like if something if I Oh my! <laughs> I like something. I like it, and I just, I just tap the, I tap the thumb, you know. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, I just scroll, not even hardly reading stuff. It's no good. But uh. Yeah, I've been, I've been getting better the last day or two, and it's not really, a, you know, a get better thing. It's kind of a just like, oh, it'll feel a little bit less bad eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, that's fine. Um, funny story, though. Uh, like, my dog is just getting over this from, like, three days ago. So, we made some special brownies. Had some, some dab oil. Made some <laughs> special brownies. My partner, Kirsten, made some awesome ones. They were really tasty. Um, they were. And uh, we had about half one left. Because they were also very strong. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we put it up and we just forgot it was there and it ended up getting... <laughs> it ended up getting really hard and, you know, so we just threw it away. And uh, we looked about an hour later after I saw the dog wobbling a little bit and it was out of the trash. Of course. Of course. So, um, he was basically immobilized, like, actually not really able to move. And when he did, he was straight up wobbling and falling over. Just yeah. Yeah. Like, really, really bad. And, uh, it was, it was, I mean, it was kind of funny. It's, this is the fourth, oh my god. <laughs> this is the fourth time that, uh, he's, he's eaten something. The first time, it was just off the plate. I didn't think he'd just eat straight weed, but he did. <laughs> he did that, and uh, he hasn't since. Like, he, he knows what it smells like and stays away from it. Yeah. Um, but he can't smell it when it's in stuff. So, uh, like, it's, uh, it's happened a couple more times, yeah. is the point. <laughs> yeah. And I, I kind of just knew he'd be all right, but he did have me worried. Like, I had to, like, shake him awake a couple of times because it was just not doing anything and, like, really not responding at all. Yeah. And uh, I just didn't know what to do. I mean, we ended up, uh, my partner syringed him some water, so we knew he had some fluids in him. And, uh, yeah, we just let him tough it out. And, it, yeah, it's taken about three days, and he's still just a little bit wobbly today. Yep, that that happens. That my dog has done that once. I had just got done cleaning out one of my my pipes, and I had like this this big ball of resin, and uh, she ended up eating it for whatever fucking reason. I don't know why. And then like, but she was like not as bad as yours was but also it was as bad in different ways i guess because she not only was very wobbly and like unable to stand 
for long periods of time. But right. she would also just she had this like really warbly cry because I think she was spinning like like kind of like when you're too drunk or something because her eyes wouldn't focus they were kind of like her pupils were just like going around and around like she was spinning and she just was like whining and crying mm. and then she would get these random bursts of energy and then jump up and sprint a circ like two or three laps around the house just as fast as she possibly could oh no. And she also, like, um, couldn't control her bladder very well, so she would just, like, pee yeah. while she was running or while she yeah. was just laying there. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that was, and, and that, I think it took her about a day, two days to come back, up, like, down from that. She threw up the ball of resin, like, pretty shortly after she ate it, but it still, it still fucked her up pretty good for a, a couple of days. And she has not done anything like that since. Oh. She steers far clear of all the shit. <laughs> She's like, I don't want no part of any of that. That's, I mean, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry about my variable sound on my mic. This baby is not having this harness today. Yeah, he, he's a bit of a cranky boy at the moment. I, I like. I went out of my way to make sure everything was taken care of. I even gave him a little extra bottle. I changed his butt right before this. I don't know what he wants. He Isn't... wants to be a cranky baby. Yeah, he wants to be a crank butt, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he smiled when we said that. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> Just like his mother. Also you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I smiled when you said that. <laughs> I just wanted to listen to this and come smack me. That's funny. <laughs> She's really behind on the episodes because she just hasn't been able to listen to them as much. So like when she catches up, she's going to be like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, she's not as behind. She got up a little bit more recently, but like she's really behind on all of the podcasts she listens to. And so... Uh, just because of baby. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, goodness, what else? Uh, uh, news? Uh, I don't really have any news okay. at the moment. Uh, Trump's you? getting indicted, and it's fantastic, or got <laughs> indicted, um, because he has a shit ton of classified documents, or had a shit ton of classified documents, that he knew were classified, that he knew that he could have declassified, that were just in his place that he knew he was hiding, that he was well aware that he had people, other people being well aware that these were classified documents that literally anybody could have just walked into any room of that place and looked at without any clearance necessary. <laughs> and uh, so it's really funny that he's getting caught on something <laughs> at all because he's a bastard man. <laughs> And so, yay. <laughs> yay for that. Yeah, that is, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, um, I, it's funny because I didn't know what had happened, but I'd seen some memes of, like, all the boxes in the bathroom, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Literally, what is going on here? Literally, there were official court reports of one of those boxes spilled out onto the floor. <laughs> These are classified top-secret government documents just spilled onto possibly the bathroom floor of Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely a bathroom. No, there, there were some in the bathroom. Oh. There, there, there were more boxes than that. <laughs> 
but yeah, like it, some of the like I just know that some at least one of the boxes was spilled out onto the floor. I can't remember if it was the bathroom floor or one of the other floors. Yeah, but still, that's that's still real good. Yeah, that's that's real. Yeah, so so funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, warms my warms my uh, tired little heart. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's good shit. Any uh, other any other news? I felt like I had something else that was newsy, um, but maybe not. Maybe I just uh, don't actually. I heard I, I there's a rumor I suppose that um, Illumination is in talks with uh, Nintendo to be making a Zelda movie. Oh yeah, I think that was confirmed actually. Was it? Yeah. His eyes are closing. That's very good. Um, but uh, I I also saw a great meme that was just like iconic bit of Zelda th- thing, and then like very popular song starts playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Zelda or Link is not a silent protagonist for once, and they get I don't know somebody awful to play him. Oh, uh, who would be bad? Who would be bad? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. <laughs> that wouldn't be a good Link voice, no. 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 And, uh, you know, I don't know why they would get Jonah Hill specifically. Justin Long? Oh, uh, honestly, that might be a good casting. <laughs> That's. I was trying to think of good casting. <laughs> no, 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 it's Illumination. You can't think of good casting. <laughs> I mean, they did decent for Mario, so says everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was. It was fine. Like, and honestly, like, Despicable Me pretty well voice cast. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But like the 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 cast is good. It's just the way they're directed. I think is bad. Yeah. But um. What what studio would you prefer to do? I think that Ghibli. Into, well, given, but <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. Dude, them doing a Zelda movie, just a Breath of the Wild movie, it'd be intense. Oh, so good. You know how long that shit would be? That would be such a long movie. Well, they could do a series. I think it would probably That's be... okay. It'd be two parts. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. The, uh, they'd probably just do what you did, effectively, with a, a couple more story beats thrown in. Yeah. Like, they would just do the main quest. But even that, you can turn into probably, like, two, two and a half hour movies. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, you could easily turn one, you could easily turn it into five mo- movies total. Oh, one for each, like, boss. Yeah, and then one for Ganon. Mm-hmm. It would not be hard. Like, there is so much stuff happening in that game. It would be really easy to just throw more stuff and then that would make it really good because then you could dive into each of the four cultures really well. Yeah, yeah. I really like the Rito and the Zora. I think they're both neat. Gorons are kind of fun, and the Gerudo are pretty cool because I get to wear those awesome clothes. But uh, the the cultures of the Rito and the Zora are super interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I do love those sweet Gerudo clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone that's not down with a silk crop top is, what's wrong with you? You're not down with this podcast, I'll tell you that yeah. much. <laughs> uh, 
Get yourselves a true neutral branded silk crop top. Oh my gosh, can we? <laughs> no, we can't afford to, but if we could, yes. <laughs> yeah, that'll be our first piece of merch. It'll be a silk crop top with the neon banana on it. It won't even have the true neutral name on it. Oh. Just just the just the banana. On the one back, on each nipple. I, on the back I want it to say follow the neon banana. Okay. I will, I'm getting one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I will take the is prototype. that easy? That screen print on silk is that is that fine? I don't know. I I couldn't tell. Would you, you have to embroider it because this is getting to be a very expensive shirt. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good question. I'll look into it. Okay. I don't know anything about silk manufacturing. Maybe not silk though, because crop tops are usually warm and worn in warm weather. So unless you're using it as like a nighttime like pajama crop top, which I don't think. I think that's I, we just don't wear a shirt. Like, crop tops are for people that don't want to wear shirts but have to go into businesses. <laughs> like that's, that's what they're for. Fair enough. <laughs> Do you have a story this week? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, you haven't had a story for a couple of weeks. You gotta I know, have I'm, something. It's, I, Are you tapped out? Did we tap out all your stories? No, I've We're just only been a year real, in, Derek. I'm just been come on busy, and my brain is uh, always moving, and I forget to think of stories and write down stories and remind myself. And then when you ask me, everything that could have been a story just gets dropped out of my brain. Um, <laughs> I oh. guess. I mean, it's kind of uh, not the longest story, and it's not super particularly interesting. But I guess um, there was this one time when I was uh, my first band was still together, Inflatable Frankenstein. So I was probably two mentions like, this episode. I was probably like, he's got it on his know, arm. Sixteen years old or something like that. The Inflatable Frankenstein. He's got he's got a tattoo of it on his arm. That was really unclear with the way I worded it. it so was I'm sorry. Ambiguously worded. <laughs> um, I was probably about sixteen, but my uh, my guitar player and other singer lived in in uh, Kuski, and uh, me and DJ, who was drumming for me, we lived in in Kamii. About seven miles apart. Yeah, about seven miles apart. And um, so we didn't have a, a ride that day for whatever reason. I don't remember if he just, like, because I've never drove. I don't have a driver's license. I don't remember if he just, like, didn't have gas uh, in his car. Did you ever once get your driver's license? I'm just curious. No, no. I went to driver's ed. I passed, and I got my, my, my permit or whatever, and I just never bothered to go take the testing <laughs> with the license. That's amazing to me. <laughs> Um, but, so, I, uh, for whatever reason, we didn't have a car that day, like, I don't know if he just didn't have gas or what happened, but we didn't have a ride there, but we still wanted to do band practice, you know, that's what we did, and it was the middle of the summer, and we had nothing else to fucking do, and all of the stuff was already over at his house, except for the bass guitar. Okay. Um... Which is funny because we didn't even have a bass player, but he was supposed to be having someone come over to play bass for us for that session to see if they would fit in and become, like, the fourth member of the band, right? Right, And okay. um, so DJ had, like, his drumsticks, and I <clears throat> had this bass guitar, and I didn't have a gig bag or anything for it. I just had the, the bass and the strap. 
and I just strapped it over <laughs> my shoulder, and we walked um, down to the railroad tracks, and then just walked up the railroad tracks seven miles to Kuski. And um, let me tell you, some of those parts of the, the tracks are just completely washed out. Like, it just... There, there is no track there. It's like there's just like you have to go around it up in the hill, or you're going down into the river because this is all right along the riverside. And uh, walking seven miles with a base just slung over your shoulder—that's a thing—is very uncomfortable. That's a thing. I have I have walked similar distances with guitars and basses, and yeah, it's never comfortable. Yeah. It was, it was extremely uncomfortable. And then, yeah, especially because the railroad tracks, it's not like a smooth walk. It's no, bumpy yeah. and moving. And that would be worse. Most, then, of, most of my walks were on sidewalks, so it was at least smooth. But, like, fuck, yeah. Yeah, no, we we decided to walk the railroad tracks because it's safer than walking the highway, right? Yeah, like, like, yeah fair enough. Like, if we're going to walk, we got two options. We got the highway, or three, I guess. We could have walked up and over on the tiny little mountain road. but You could have swam upstream. Not with a base. Yeah, you could have. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's going to work at the end, but you could have done it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was Tell me a... I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I could not have swam upstream the whole way there. I barely got there walking there. It was uh, pretty difficult, got to <laughs> tell you. Um, but we did end up making it, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we still had to have band practice after we got there, and I was very tired. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, that would that would have sucked, honestly. But uh, yeah, so you you've made similar extremely long journeys with instruments. Oh yeah, well, I mean, just like across the valley, like so. Yeah. Um, I used to live up here on like uh, pretty close to Thirteenth and Highland, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I used to walk like when I needed to go to Lewiston. I would just walk or skate there. And so, um, skating with a base is, uh, dangerous. Yeah. Um. But you look so fucking cool. Yeah. You, you feel cool, too. But, uh, I, uh, you know, one crash like that, and I, uh, decided I was probably better to just walk mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I would just, I would, uh, need to take a guitar across, like, you know, it would be, like, there to, like, around First Interstate Pond area. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sizable walk. Probably not seven miles, but sizable. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You were talking about skateboarding with the bass, and it reminded me of, like, when I was, like, like 15, and the bike I had at the time was one of those uh, Schwinn Stingrays, one of the West Coast Chopper Schwinn Stingrays, the huge extended, like, with the fat boy back tire. It was right, basically yeah. a, a chopper motorcycle. Yeah. And I remember I used to ride that thing around all the time, and I had my guitar with me everywhere I went, so I had an acoustic guitar strapped over my back and a fucking chopper bicycle <laughs> riding around Cami. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I thought I was super cool. That's pretty rad. <laughs> Oh man. Um Yeah. Fun fun yeah. carrying instruments. Oh yeah. Stories. Uh 
Remember that venue in Spokane with the skinny-ass staircase? Yeah, I was just talking about that at Hogan's with one of the guys from uh, Electric Sweat. I was telling him about that skinny-ass staircase we yeah. had to carry all our shit up. It was probably one of the more punk rock venues we've ever played, because, I mean, the the inside of the place looked like a 90s music video. Mm-hmm. It was great. Oh, it was a super fucking cool venue. Unfortunately, oh. it's not there anymore. It makes me very sad. Bummer. But Quarantine uh, took it. Damn. But, uh, yeah, going up those stairs is just, like, damn. I mean, it was worth it. Like I said, the venue was really cool, and now mm-hmm. that it shut down, that's a bummer, but I'm glad we got to play there. Yeah. Because it, it was a really cool place. Um, the the only out-of-town show we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> it happened to be one of the cooler venues I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that show was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was it was cool. It was a cool, cool, good time. Mm-hmm. Cool, good time party. I got told that we need at the bare minimum stickers because I got asked for merch after you left, and I'm like, we have nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Disappointing at best. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that. Look it up. Share our YouTube videos, and maybe we'll put more up. <laughs> maybe if we make enough money and we stop buying things to make the podcast better then we can start making merch for both the band and the podcast we have two things to make merch for (laughs) that's so much money and organization but if we do things then we can sell it and make money back oh man capitalism yay yeah (laughs) gotta spend money to make money uh so I I work at a at a corporate chain thing, mm-hmm. and there's a, there's a, we have little screensavers that come on the the point of service system there, and uh, it comes up with little reminders, or tips, pointers, basically like a loading screen okay. pointers. And uh, <coughs> one of the new ones is uh, execute as designed, and then it just you know. Goes through the whole thing, but every time I see that, I'm just like, yeah, like a guillotine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you so, and guillotines lately? Uh, I they've been on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strange thing, sir. I don't know. Depression and guillotines thing go together. I, I suppose so. <laughs> I su- I mean, I guess you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, you know what else goes with depression? Uh-huh. Lou Reed. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because uh, I, have, I haven't even been able to play Tears of the Kingdom lately. Like, I just have literally not had time mm-hmm. to do shit. And when I do have time, it's spent staring into the void because I don't have the motivation to do anything. Yes. Because of the sads, as mentioned. Um, but... What I have been able to do is listen to music, and uh, Lou Reed's a weird artist because, like, he's just his music's it's kind of like going through the Bowie discography. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, this is a totally different genre than the last album that you did. Let me look at these notes in the same year, in yeah. the same year, you did two different genre albums. <laughs> And uh, one of them's really, really, really good, and the other one is fine. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I've just been going through the Lou Reed discography and seeing which ones I really like, because Magic and Loss hit me so much I wanted to review it on here. Yeah. Um, and that was just like a desire to do it, not out of a total lack of everything. Like, I just wanted to do that. Yeah. Um, but this week I've not been playing games. I've not played anything new. I haven't been playing anything old. I haven't been playing a game. I finished Luigi's Mansion. King Boo was a stupid hard fight, but I did it. Yay! Um, but I've been listening to Lou Reed's Berlin. I've also been listening to the Lou Reed biographies. Uh, I listened to two in the last couple of weeks. Very good. Um, but uh, the album Berlin came out in 1973, has ten songs, and is, uh, well, it is in and of itself very depressing. Mm-hmm. It is a great, like, uh, I I think he called it at the time a film for the ear. It was in 1973. I don't know if the term concept album had been developed yet. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what, it, that's what we would call it now, is a concept album. Yeah. Um, and it's really, it's cool. Um, it just, it tells the story of the relationship between Caroline and Jim. And uh, it does, it's not, like, super explicit, like I mean, some of the lyrics are explicit. It's Lou Reed; he does that. Mm-hmm. But uh, like the story itself is not explicit. Mm-hmm. It's uh, more implied throughout what it feels like. Okay. Um, some things are really clear. There's lines like uh, in the song "The Kids" near the end. It's uh, they're taking her children away. And like okay, yep, that's yeah, yeah. It, that song's pretty direct in its message. It's yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, some songs are a little less clear, like uh, "Men of Good Beginnings" or "Men of Poor Beginnings." Yeah, uh, or "Men of Good Fortune." It's one of those is the title. Yeah. <laughs> One of those three options. No, one of the two options. No. <laughs> men of good fortune or men of poor beginnings. Uh, because those those are the lyrics. Oh, look, it's open on my music. Men of good fortune. <laughs> um, is is a little more vague in like its characterization and like what it's what it's there for in the story. Mm-hmm. So it's it feels abstract. Well, um, some songs like. The bed are pretty explicit about um, Caroline ends up killing herself. Uh, spoilers for 1973's Berlin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Giving spoilers for an, a, a musical album that's 40 years old? 50. 50 years old? I was realizing that I discovered it uh, 50 years after... <laughs> That's that's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh there's. Uh, I don't know how to describe what it is that makes this good, because objectively, some of it's like, well, that was a really basic lyrical structure, or like, there's not really a lot going on with the music here. Yeah. But the way it falls together and the way it fits i guess maybe it just hits on like that emotional level where it doesn't matter if some parts of it are too simple or maybe that's the the point is is that those parts are so simple 
so that you get that stark, that feeling, that emotional just rawness of what the message itself. Yeah, and that then feels feels more more like that. Um, but I, I, there's just songs that I really I, I get little bits of every one of these songs stuck in my head consistently, and I just need to go back and listen to the whole album again. Mm-hmm. Um, Lady Day is. Oh, fantastic. I might karaoke that one, <laughs> if, if I can. Lou Reed is way better than he gets credit for, but he's also a prick who was really hard to work with, so I kind of get it. <laughs> like, there's there's a certain level, I don't know. Like, I'm probably going to do a long-form episode on him. I don't know if I said that on the pod or not, but I probably am. Because he's a really fascinating character, and... Uh, Wow, this album kicks ass. Magic and Lost kicks ass, but this album also just—it's a different sort of thing. It really feels like a, a story. Yeah, it really feels cool to listen to. Like it feels like you go on a bit of a journey every time, and every time I listen to it, I just hear something else that makes it more interesting, like some background thing or some weird rhythm or some way he inflects on the lyrics it's just like oh that's super interesting yeah 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 that's all good yeah it's i i am just loving this and i just wish all the people who wrote stuff that i really really like um weren't uh arrogant douchebags for most of their lives <laughs> all the people i like are douchebags 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 <laughs> oh that that brings me on to um i guess a hypothetical but we can do a different one after this because this is a pretty i think this would be a pretty quick answer um or require a very long <laughs> dive um but only two options here well, right, but, like, I think, okay, um, can you be a hit musical artist without a mental disorder? Hmm. <laughs> I know that sounds really fucked up in, like, a, a way, but if you look at the, really, all the most popular artists, all the really, like, the hit makers, the people who really made an impact on the scene, um, almost every one of them has some level of serious mental disorder that affects their everyday life. Um, my answer is going to be yes, it's called a drug addiction. That's that's the other thing you can have. Uh, right, but drug addiction is usually brought on by a mental illness and oftentimes coping with it. Not necessarily. Sometimes you're just addicted to something. Addiction is both a physical and a mental thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is. It is. I'm just saying, like... Because like, you can mentally be like, I'm done, I'm over this, and the physical... But no, no, I'm saying are... get it, getting into it in the first place. Oh, I mean... Means I you are either in a poor spot mentally or a poor spot your whole life. And probably, like... Look, I just can't imagine a person who's in a perfectly healthy mental state is going to say... Yes, I would like to take that speed now. I mean, I guess... Um, 
I don't. I don't know. It's hard to say because I, I. I want to say yes. I my my answer. My answer maybe is not today, not anymore. Um, maybe you know, maybe there was a point in time that you could, but I think that most it music comes from feelings of of pain. Most most people say that they write best both stories, music, fucking whatever. Most people say they write the best when they're sad, when they're think, hurt, when they're upset. I definitely do. Do you think Brian Ad- Adams was mentally healthy? I, I is mentally healthy? Is I, he okay? Is I he alive? <laughs> I have no idea. You can't tell me it's not worth fighting for. I I have no words. Um, I know how to play that song on guitar. I, I want to say yes, just purely because I think that you can be sad or you can be talented and you can make good things without having to have some sort of mental disorder. I do think... I, 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 I think somewhat unfortunately that a lot of that is fueled by the, the corporation part of the music industry because I tend to think that they not only look for music that they can make popular, but they, they look for people that are easily manipulated so they get to make as much money as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they will look for the people that they can get under their thumb, be it a drug addiction or some sort of mental disorder or something like that. I, I don't trust corporations in any way, shape, or form. It's like it's it's all bad. They're they're all just out there scheming to make money, and they are not afraid to to crush whoever they need to under their heels to make that money. No, they are not. So they really, really are not. And if you think for a second that uh, that is not true, I really, really need you to reconsider. <laughs> I implore you to reconsider. Yeah. Um. So I, I I want my answer to be yeah you don't have to. I think it's impossible to almost impossible nowadays to get like famous anymore. Anyways, there it's not like you know the old times when you could just be a, a cool band playing at a little dive and get found by you know right, some right. sort of guy a scout a talent scout or whatever. Wait, wait, before you go too far, this has reminded me of another um, hypothetical I keep thinking about, and it keeps leaving my head before I write it down. And it, it. It, it's just tangentially related. So, um, do we have cultural touchstones? In the past, people would get references, so like, there were entire shows like, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Mm-hmm that were entirely based on cultural touchstones. Mm-hmm. Things that you could joke about that everybody would understand. Now, we have certain societal touchstones. Those Anchorman, that, for instance. Well, no, that's still a cultural touchstone. <laughs> what I'm saying is we have certain societal touchstones, such as men and women are different. Okay. Um, bathroom is funny. <laughs> Like it's it's look you laugh it was yeah, stupid I and laughed, you laughed out of like what 
<laughs> yeah, but like poop and pee can be funny. Yeah, it, it, okay. I understand what you're saying now. Yeah. Bathroom funny. Yeah, okay. Uh but the sex can be awkward. There's there's this societal touchdown. They're yeah. like there there are things like that that anybody can make jokes or make comments about that will be somewhat universal. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to exclude anybody. There are people who won't have those experiences, but yeah, like for the, the vast majority, that will be things that they understand. Right, um, and we used to have that with cultural things. Now this was because we had limited channels. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like Cheers. So we still get references to today yeah. because it was such a popular show because of all the 12 channels that was the best show on at 8 p.m. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So a lot, a lot of people knew it. If they didn't watch it, their dad did, you know? Something, you know. Yeah. So there were there were these regular things that everybody knew, and that was some things like songs, television, movies, all of that was all something that you could all relate to somebody else with. We don't have that anymore because of Netflix original movies, Hulu original movies, Disney Plus original material. Like, mm-hmm. and um, the, the fact of the matter is a lot of people can afford all of them or one of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's not a whole lot of in-between there, I have noticed, but... Beyond that, even if you have every one of those services, I have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much choice. So being in, able to be like, I'm watching the same thing as you're now watching the same thing as a small select group of people. Yeah, who also chose that out, like yeah. went out of their way to select that thing. Mm-hmm. So probably already was somebody in that basis as opposed to somebody who would find that as a new thing and get enthralled in this new area we can just go to our own space and i'm not saying we shouldn't have places we feel safe but we should be allowed to explore outside our comfort zone in a way that everybody else is also doing that Mm -hmm. um so, like, really uncomfortable movies like American Psycho that are still a cultural touchstone to this day. Yeah, definitely. Uh, One of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, but that was a disturbing movie, and it was disturbing for reasons that other movies had not been disturbing before that. Mm-hmm. Like when The Exorcist came out. Yeah, exactly. And so, But these were huge societal impacts because so many people only had the movie theater to go to to see a new movie. Mm-hmm. And when we can say, I would like to go to see a movie at the movie theater, or I would like to watch, you know, probably something equivalent that came out last year that I didn't see, and I could sit at home with my snack. Um, I'm going to agree with you, and I I don't think that we do have cultural touchstones anymore. Um... I don't think it's necessarily gone away as a phenomenon. I think what we have now... Is just a bigger version of it. I think we have like a, a cultural phenomenon, if you will. Okay. We have big things that over huge amounts of people, over the vast majority of the population, are all watching. But now it's almost like worldwide rather than 
like things like Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead. Things the MCU is a huge culture. That's a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, and it's just a it's a it's just like a touchstone, but it's on a, a bigger, grander scale. Right, and I like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is is a cultural touchstone still, and it, I would also call it like it falls under the the reign of both of those terms, uh, but. Just the fact that it's it's just that. Yeah. Like, as far as other movies that are in the movies go, you hear about one that a couple other people, like, prominent people saw or prominent people in your circle saw. Mm-hmm. So maybe you'll go and see that when it's on streaming. So yeah. uh, it's just like it's... We don't have the same level of that. I suppose, yeah. I mean, there's a fair amount of movies coming out at the moment that I had wanted to see, and so there's quite a few things that I'm excited for. Well, out. right, and, uh, and we're both excited for at least a couple of things I know that are coming up. Oh, I think Flash came out uh, today or yesterday. We yeah. Need to, I get yeah. paid soon. We need to go see that. Yeah, we have to. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be that's a cultural touchstone for our circle of people. Mm-hmm. There's a there is a niche group of people who are excited to see this weird movie with this awful person in it. You know what I just saw? saw? I just saw. Um, I got so excited to tell you that I fucking forgot how to say that word. <laughs> uh, I just uh, saw earlier today that um, the director of Flash, Anthony Muschietti. I think his name is. Okay. Um, has been picked as the director for uh, Batman Brave and the Bold. Okay. So when we go see The Flash, we're going to see like the directorial kind of ideas that he runs with. Oh, so we'll have a good I bet idea. The, I bet that new Batman is going to show up. I don't know if they'll have him cast yet, but I bet they're going to have like another Batman to show up, and it's going to be the one for that one. Yep. Yep. So apparently, yeah, he's now the director for Batman Brave and the Bold. Cool. So. All right. Um, yeah, so, we've lost cultural touchstones, but gained cultural phenomena. And, uh, I don't know, I guess more bubble-oriented life. Well, I think, I, yes, but I think that's because of the expanding amount of people being able to communicate. It's because we're not stuck within our small circles anymore now we can reach out across the internet and speak to everyone that liked this one thing across the world and become a part of a community of people that right. can talk I, about that thing no I, I don't think you're wrong about that but i don't think the circles have gotten bigger i think they're just different i mean that's possible i think the circles have gotten significantly smaller they're just more niche i if you uh, I guess it just exclude, means you're like, around more like-minded people for whatever topic you want to talk about. Well, right. Uh, but, like, excluding Marvel, like, those are all, like, communities of, like, 10,000. Maybe 100,000 if they're big ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I think the Fast community, the Fast Furious community oh, yeah. is probably... That's, an, that's another really big one. Excuse me. I left the them Transformers out. community. Um, they're wrong to keep going. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that I don't the Swifties. Yeah, that's a big one. I I think that it's 
I, I think both that you're right, but then we also don't have quite the grasp of the, the actual scale of the thing either. I think the scale is on such a level that it's hard to comprehend a little bit. Well, I, I don't disagree with that either. I just I just mean, like, the the amount of channels are just taking away those those universal cultural mm-hmm. touchstones. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of channels being taken away, Reddit these days. Uh, oh, yeah, what Reddit happened strike. with that? Um... Oh, the the CEO or the director or the creator or whatever of Reddit um, uh, came out and is shutting down a bunch of... Apparently, so the the Reddit app apparently really sucks. It's just, like, not good. It, it just doesn't run well. Oh, okay. Um, and so a lot of people use third-party apps to go check their reddits and post and do things oh right Um, and they stopped letting that happen right they told them that they would be allowed to do it if they paid like a a summary fine of like 20 million dollars or something like that in order to continue their service and so they stopped and so a bunch of the actual redditors a bunch of the mods and the people that run the pages just went and they were like, well, we're going on strike then. Like, you're going to take away our apps. We're going to take away your content. Like, and so they went and privated a bunch of their, uh, all their pages and made it to where no one can see them, no one can get into them and things like that. Oh, jeez. Um, unfortunately, I think it started off with about a thousand pages agreeing to do it and it ended up with a little over 10,000 pages agree, like, uh, actually going on strike. Damn. Um, unfortunately... It only kind of worked, really. Like it didn't. It didn't really work because they said from the very beginning that it was only going to be a forty-eight hour strike. Um, now, not all of the pages that dropped out did a full. Like some of them are down indefinitely, like until like they read it backs down and or whatever, or they just won't come back. But. Um, there are quite a few of the pages that did only do the 48 hours, and so they didn't really see it as very much of a threat, I don't think. I think they're just going to probably keep trying to push forward with whatever their plans are. Fair but enough. But we'll see how, it, see how it goes, you know. But I, it's it's interesting. I, I love seeing battles over these websites, over just greedy once again it's greedy corporations you know just they want all the money to go to them and to no one else Eh. when reddit is a comment that is but reddit's like a social media platform like they 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 need to realize that it's without those people without the people that are like in place running those channels making content you don't have a website it got to a point in the middle of the the strike, like in those first like two days or whatever, where you would go onto like you could search for specific uh, Reddit pages, and if it was not part of the strike, it would still come up or whatever, you know. Right. But so many um, pages had um, privated themselves and gone off of line on Reddit that the front page for Reddit just wouldn't load anything because the algorithm was like I. I, I don't know what to give you. All the all the usual stuff is gone. <laughs> uh, so that's really funny to me. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, it's good. It's also dumb, like the outcome. But it's it's good 
to it's good that people taking a big enough stand that it's getting noticed like yeah by, by news people yeah much like the wga strike which yeah. we we both support that as well i think pretty yep. fully yep i Full also support writers i also support this reddit strike like yep. fuck that yep third party app to, it, seriously if if there's a third party app that's better than the app that you as a corporation have made let it be if people want to use their app because it's better than your app just at least they're on your site looking at your content still you know they just are not using your app for it get the fuck over it right like it just doesn't make sense to me it's it's dumb. They're using another app to get to your app. What do you have a problem with somebody else getting a little support? Yeah. It's dumb. Anyway, I guess we're ending with news, and that's yeah. been true neutral. Yeah, Where we can did, they find us? Uh, we did a couple of hypotheticals and then some extra news that oh, wait, we forgot uh, about. You know? oh, before I forget, uh, DJ, I got your email. We will be doing both of those episodes in time. Okay. All right. I forgot to tell Derek, so I, I'm going right. to talk to him off. I, I assume if I have an email to read today, then I won't read that part of it. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it, we don't have any, like, questions or anything right now. Okay. Um, um, anyways, you can get a hold of us at trueneutralpod at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email, you can send in your questions. You can send us your thoughts. You can send us your whatevers. We just subjected you to, like, a week and a half of Cats episodes. Let me know what you think about yeah. that. Cause, oh, let me tell you, all of that was my fault. Keenan had never had any Cats anything before. Nope. That was entirely me. I fo- foisted that upon both him and all of you, so. You know what I've been doing every day? <sighs> Singing memory. <laughs> Um, if you don't want to send us an email, if that takes a little bit too much time for you, you're a busy person, I understand it, you gotta be quick, you gotta go, 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 you can send us a tweet over at the tweeter, at TrueNeutralPod, or I'm at Mr. Dab himself, uh, you can check us out on the Instagram and the YouTube at True Neutral Studios, and we're on the Facebook at, uh, True Neutral Podcast, and then, uh, the Disappointing Band, Disappointing at Best, on both Facebook and, uh, YouTube as well. And I think that's about it. Yay! Yeah. Nailed it. All right. Uh, that's true neutral. Yeah. Angelico, bye bye.